Kuz Zampo, I'm your producer, Kezawamu, with another segment of Expressions. For this week, we have Ugen Norla Gelsen, a new age content creator. Stay tuned to know more about him. Uh, hello, Kezan. So, my name is Ugen Norla Gelsen, and uh, currently I have a studio called Junor Studios, which I'm working on making films, making Uh, TV series, ads, music videos and stuff. So yes, uh, Norla and I, we have known each other for a really long time. We have known each other since middle school and um, he has always been this really uh, creative person is I think the term to use now because back then we used to think that he was a little weird <laughs> because he used to come up with all these weird video ideas and uh, they used to actually go yeah. after school, right, to make videos. Yes, no, we, yeah. we used to make it from our phones back then. Yeah, Our for true phones, phones, if you remember him, uh, no, the, Android, the Android phones. Oh, yeah, those Android yeah, phones. So we started from there. Yeah, it was really amazing, though. But I guess um, I think we didn't really understand the vision back then. <laughs> but it was very creative and the humor was really amazing. So, yes, uh, tell me, was that how you started off, you know? like Yeah, actually, I would say that's how my interest peaked in filmmaking, actually, because... Funny story was one of my friends, uh, Nimohandu, if you know. Oh, yeah. He really wanted to become an actor at the time. Mm. So during his birthday, uh, for a birthday gift, we said we'll make a film for you. Oh. But it was shot on our phones. So what do we know? We're just little kids more. Mm. So we just shot it. And we just uploaded it on Facebook. And there came a influx of you know supporters, people who liked the video. They were like, it's mm-hmm. funny. It's it's quite kind of different. So that's where we got the motivation to shoot more videos. So mm-hmm. another week, we picked another weekend. We shot another video. So that's how we started Howard. And I think um, when we were young, you guys had this, what did you call it? Like, you guys had this thing for Tanin Sonam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about that yeah. one. What was that all about? Do you about? want me because to talk in his accent? Yes, <laughs> that would be amazing. Ah, got how did that? Much. Ah, nah, doing like you should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't do that. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think I really respect Tan Sonam as a person, you know. Yeah. Uh, he started out around 2010 or 11, right? Yeah. So we were just small kids then. And when you're small kids at the time, you kind of look up to these heroes and movies on screen. Mm. So we went to watch a movie and that's where, you know, what Bhutanese movie elements have at the time. They always say one specific dialogue, right? Mm. So it was very, you know, what we use, it's a gag that we used with our friends. We yeah. always used to say that dialogue. So using that, we felt, a, uh, maybe I think we felt an affinity towards Tandasanam, but it didn't, we weren't huge fans, I would say. But when you progress, and when I saw Tandasanam's growth, what he is right now, he's a lawyer, he's acting, and he always promotes uh, being doing good stuff, being kind to animals. So you can really see what he's gone through and how he's evolved as a person. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but feel respect for Tandasanam. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's nice. Do you have like an inspiration or someone that you look up to, you know, when you make these videos? Uh, not inspiration per se, but... I look up to great mo- uh, great films made by great directors or great people, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you look at these movies, you see different the the effort that's being put into by the whole team, you know. It's not mm. just one effort. It's not just the cameraman. It's not just the director. Mm. But it's a team of everyone, the sound guys, the VFX guys. So I think it's a beautiful thing that when people come together, they can create something like a movie. Mm-hmm. Like what you take with Lunana, the recent film, oh, Yak in yeah. the Classroom. It's a yeah, very beautiful film. So that's what I aspire to be. I want to make movies which 
you know, mm. which I have in my head, but something I can visualize and make it tangible so that other people can also feel what I've made. Mm. So that's very interesting concept if you think that's what yeah. creating is all about. You know? Talking about all the uh, movies uh, and short videos that you guys used to make, I think you also recently did um, one segment on Samu uh, Gerobiwi. Oh yeah. Yeah, talk about that one. That one was really interesting. I think it picked up a lot yeah, among a lot young of traction. people. Yeah. So I think uh, the director, our director, Kilepunso, so he approached us, uh, I think around this time last year, he said that he wanted to make a comedy sketch show. Mm -hmm. And he found out about Juno Studios from a friend. And he was asking if we could be the production partner who shoots and edits the videos for his comedy sketches. So Jamang and, my, uh, Jamang and I, who is the co-founder, mm -hmm. uh, we thought it would be a good opportunity because we were just starting out. So we said that we will we will help him make a comedy sketch so mm -hmm. that's where it all started so the <clears throat> it's called get a baby and it's one of a kind uh, yeah, in Bhutan. It is. it's a comedy sketch show and i think that most Bhutanese people they it's hard for them to understand satire or dark humor right mm -hmm. but i think get a baby sh shines a light on what it could be. So I think it introduces a new concept of humor in Bhutan. So I think it is pretty good. And like, do do we have like more seasons coming up? They actually, <clears throat> we're in the talks of season two because Samu, they really yeah. liked it. Uh, the people at Samu said that they're up for making another second season. So right now we're in, we're thinking about, uh, you know, the casting because mm -hmm. the previous cast we had in the first season, some of them they said that they might not be able to free up their schedule to shoot. So mm -hmm. we're looking for other people who can act in as well. Oh, okay, so we're that's in the nice. current process of that. Oh, okay. And, you know, like talking about Samu uh, as a young creator here <coughs> in the Bhutanese industry, you know, entertainment industry, what do you think about Samu? I feel like it really does give you guys that freedom, yeah, space to create and experiment with it. I, for one, am very glad that something like Samu has started in Bhutan because... It has uh, created many avenues for creators mm. can come where creators can come and they can create different types of movies. And I, when I look on Samu's page, I see a lot of people, filmmakers, music makers. They're all interested yeah. in this stuff. But previously, they didn't have a proper, you know, a platform, platform where they could show it. So I think Samu is a pretty good opportunity for us creators. Though. So um, you know, talking about Samu and a few of the actors, I also um know some of them and. Uh, I think it's really amazing to see how talented they are. And, you know, um, I think Yuma Khandu was one person that I really enjoyed watching as well. But he also left abroad. So what do you, uh, what is your opinion on all these young people, you know, leaving the country? Uh, I would say that if there's better opportunities outside, you know, it's very good to think for, because they're not only thinking for themselves, they're thinking about their family more. Mm. So they want to earn more money so that they can support their families or they can retire early. So... It's a very good pursuit, I would think. But staying in Bhutan and finding your own, uh, finding your going through your own journey is also a noble pursuit. I feel so. It's up to each, up to their own. I feel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to move back to um, you know you creating movies and films. So, what is your what would you say is your biggest achievement till date? Uh, I think I'm still searching for my biggest achievement because I feel that currently. I haven't done enough to say that <clears throat> I achieved this mm. or I have gained this. So I'm still looking out for my greatest achievement, which I found. But I feel that when you're a creative, when you're continuously creating, you should always strive for the next thing to be your biggest achievement. Because 
if you've previously done that and you feel okay the thing that i've done in my past is my greatest achievement then you won't have anything to strive for so you always look mm. forward and say that your next project is going to be your biggest achievement so that's what i feel okay that's amazing and uh, you know um you also rap right Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh, dive a little <clears throat> bit into that one. Uh, tell us about your uh, rapping uh, career. Would how you it say? started or yeah. how it's doing right now? <laughs> how it started and how it's doing. We want to know all about it. So I feel that rap is misunderstood genre in Bhutan. I feel mm-hmm. because people think it's related to you know tough guys or saying these things. It's about flexing. It's about showing what you yeah. have. But I. F- honestly feel at the deep deep root level that rap is all about telling a story it's about conveying your emotions to the people so mm-hmm. it's kind of like poetry so uh i f- my interest peaked because uh i felt that i was interested in writing rhymes how i could play with words so i felt that rap would be a very good avenue for me to chase and express how i was feeling and when i started out i didn't really start out because i wanted to become an artist or i really wanted to be called mm-hmm. a rapper or something it was i was going through some tough times and in order to mm. i didn't know how to express it Generalist, or how to show yeah. it to people so i found out that if i had put it in words and if i had put them through music it would create something that's relatable to other people so mm. other people might feel that oh he's going through that i i went through that too so it kind of feels like there's a bond so mm. i want to make people you know feel mm. that kind yeah. of attachment to oh, music okay. And you know like you talked about how like um rapping for you is like telling a story so um how similar or how different is uh, you know rapping and also um producing something like creating a movie or a film or anything like that I think it all boils down to what I said telling stories right mm. it's how you convey what you have in your mind to the mm-hmm. people how they can see it visually mm-hmm. so I really enjoy the process of creating where uh, f- it's actually tough Mm. uh you know when you're creating you don't know because there's no strict end point or strict yeah. place that where you should go but it always goes different places and mm. if i have one thought in my mind i want the end result to be that but when you're going through the creative process sometimes mm. you go left and right right yeah. and it comes out with a completely different output but the thing is that's what creating is all about it's the journey right what mm-hmm. you learn through experience through it and as you mentioned before uh if there's any difference between Yeah. Uh, rapping and producing videos i think that it's two different types of creative uh, things but yeah. it has the same elements mm. yes. which one which one would you say is easier i wouldn't say any of it is easier yeah. if it's what you which you put more hours into it i think mm. i think you guys are like the young generation in the creative industry right now and you guys are bringing some amazing content so you know something that caters to the younger generation as well and uh, we have a lot of consumers who are you know like really interested in what you are putting out there in the market so what would you say is the current scenario of the creative industry in bhutan right now i think the creative industry in bhutan is currently in, in its yeah. infancy stage it's growing but you can see the huge influx of re- in the recent years how many creative people are coming up mm. so i think that the country is trying to ease the boundaries of how creative people work so it's a very positive thing to see when you see people who are quite very young and they are already started to create because during our time mm. it was kind of you know we were in our small shells so we didn't know mm. what the potential of creating could be so i'm very glad to see that 
there are many creators coming up in Bhutan. It's we're gonna get there one day, so we have to start the fire. Mm. I think so. We we're we're trying to learn how to walk before the next generation can learn how to run. Mm, okay, and you know I think um, one thing about you know you and your team uh, creating videos and everything, I really like the fact that you guys always have a Bhutanese element in it. So yeah, like um, how do you try to you know bring in like a modern, modern and traditional like together? Uh, so yeah, I always felt that you when you are trying to create something for the Bhutanese people, you must add Bhutanese elements because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever, even when I started rapping, even though I wasn't really good at speaking Zonka, I tried mm-hmm. to make a point in learning Zonka words. So recently I have made a lot of Zonka. I tried to write in Zonka, the rhymes, how I can play with Zonka words. And if I don't know the meaning, I'll ask my friends or I'll ask my mom or dad if mm-hmm. they know the meaning, so then I'll learn. And when I'm driving as well, I always listen to Zonka radios because when they're speaking, I can try to learn what they're saying so oh, I can yeah. try to improve my Zonka. Do you listen to BBS radio Zonka? Yeah, of course. I oh, listen okay. to BBS Zonka radio all the time. Oh, you know, that's farmers, nice. Farmers, they call up every time they sing yeah. song requests. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really enjoyable, you know. And I really, yeah. lo- I really love the Bhutanese elements. And I tried to incorporate it. And if you see the first music video that we made, that I ever made, the first rap song I ever made, and the first music video I ever made, it was called Timpo Wonderland. Oh, yes. That so was it was, the story was about a young boy from a village in Bhutan who came to Timpo in search of big dreams. You know, he comes mm. to the capital, but things don't work out as he plans. Mm. He gets kicked out from his own place. So he runs, uh, he gets into trouble. And it's all about that. So we thought we would shine a light on what was happening currently in Bhutan. And we thought it would be really mm. close to what Bhutanese people have in their hearts. So each time when I create, I always try to think, how can I incorporate a Bhutanese element in mm. what I'm creating? Oh, wow. I really, I personally love Timpu Wonderland. It was an amazing creation. I swear. I think I also have a lot of friends who really loved it. And yeah, it took me like three weeks to Do shoot because my friend the actor at the time yeah. Nima Khandu, right as yeah. we spoke before about him before he was currently practicing for his RCAC uh-huh. so we had to shoot whenever he was free and it was a project between us two I think we us two were the most people who were involved in the project because mm. I really wanted to prove myself that I could shoot something and create something visually mm. and Nima Handu, as I mentioned before he, he wanted to become an actor right yeah. and he really wanted to prove that he wanted to he could act or something oh, so it was okay. a really proving point for my friend and I oh, okay. so it, we are satisfied with the results and the trajectory as you should it's the amazing the trajectory that the music video actually took introduced us to Get A Baby because that's how our director from Samu Kilipunsu recruited Nimohandu because oh. he saw the music video Tempo Wonderland and he wanted Nimohandu to act oh, and he okay. asked Nimohandu if there were any film production crews and he recommended us because we shot with him so oh, it all wow. comes full circle so you really have to start somewhere in order mm. to you know achieve something I guess yes. and I think it's amazing to see how far you guys have come Tempo Wonderland is still my favorite though I love that um, what was the craziest uh, you know the wildest or the Pin- funniest uh, childhood memory that you have maybe not childhood but can I talk about some recent yeah you know? yeah, yeah. so when we were first starting out for a pilot episode for Get a Baby it was an episode that they wanted to review they said you make one episode then we'll 
show it on Samu, and if it if it's received well, we'll give you the go to make the first season, which is six episodes. Mm. So we were shooting for the first pilot episode, mm. and the shoot was in the morning, on a Sunday night. It was around five five o'clock in the morning. And Norla doesn't do good with mornings. No, actually, I woke up oh, because, okay. and on Saturday night, people are age they go out, right? Yeah. So my friend Nimahandu, he said if you if I could come and get him in the morning, and he lives all the way in Yesipang, mind you, which oh is near Dochula, okay, almost wow. an hour's drive. So I had to wa- wake up around four before four. Mm. So. And the night before that, I yeah. was out with my friends till night twelve or like, till like twelve a.m. Yeah. So then I went home. I maybe slept for a few hours. Then I woke up because up. so when I woke up, I got in my car, but the fuel was almost empty. So I thought, how would I make it up to almost Tochila with this kind of fuel? <laughs> yeah. But still, I made it up somehow. Then we came down. Uh, then. The, mind you, the place where you fuel up was closed at 5 a.m. So yeah, you couldn't yeah. fuel up anywhere. I thought I would fuel up in the morning. So that's where my problem started. So it was almost empty. Then I went down from Dochula. Then I made it to our studio. That's where my friend Jamen was sleeping. Mm. I called him lots of times. He wasn't waking up. I knocked, I knocked, maybe yeah. like five, ten minutes. Then he woke up. He was mm. like, oh, we have a shoot. I forgot. Then we had to carry all the equipment, then we went up to Buddha Point. So oh. it was a very, very crazy morning for me, actually. Oh, wow, I had to okay. work a lot, drive a lot. <laughs> but, but you made it, yeah. But it paid off, we yeah. made it. So, uh, you know, um, do you see yourself um, making a movie in the future? Like, do you have, like, a idea in yourself? Could you please pitch that idea to me right now, to our listeners? Will that yes, be okay? very much. I am, I really want to make a movie, actually. But currently at the moment, I feel that I am not ready to make yeah. something which is so big. So I'm currently honing my craft. I'm currently learning the ins and outs of how filmmaking is supposed mm. to be. And hopefully that when I get a chance one day, I'll get there. So I have a lot of few ideas in my mind of what kind of movies I would make. Mm. Uh, I really don't want to make uh, what is similar to what Bhutan has it's very much influenced by the Bollywood culture, right? Mm. So I want to make something which which is currently, which is different because there are so many elements you could actually put into filmmaking. For example, yeah. uh, there's so many things we could improve in Bhutanese filmmaking. Uh, mm. If you take the main antagonist for a movie, most of the time the antagonist is inspired because the girl doesn't love him. Yeah, That's why he inspired him most of the time. But mm. I feel that... If you build a strong character for yeah. the bad guy, I think you could have uh, this psychological battle between these two characters, mm-hmm. right? The protagonist and the antagonist. Why the antagonist feels what he's doing is right. Mm. And what? So I really want to see this. It kind of like Batman and Joker, actually. Yeah. So they have this kind of duality, right? Yeah. So I really wanted to create some villain which is very charismatic, yeah. but who knows what he's doing. And who has his intentions and when the viewers watch it they feel maybe he's kind of right right mm. so that's one thing i want to do a movie where the bad guy is mm. actually very good another movie i thought about is about two brothers actually oh, i don't know if i should yeah. spill the beans here oh you someone should. might steal you my ideas <laughs> okay <laughs> don't worry i think maybe you should copyright it before someone steals okay, it but, but yeah, the tell, film tell us. maybe i thought it was about two brothers oh, so okay. it's actually like 
it's actually what I thought about recently. Uh, it's about two brothers. Yeah. So one is, uh, they don't have a, I haven't worked out the full story yet, but mm-hmm. I know just the backbone. Yeah. So there are two brothers and their parents are not at home. Their parents, Himalera Jonjome. So they only, they only have each other. So one day when they go to the forest or somewhere, the brother, little brother gets lost and the big brother doesn't find him. And he tries searching for days, weeks, doesn't show up. Then maybe he's like, maybe he doesn't give up, but his brother is lost, so he loses hope. Mm. But by accident, the brother, you know, he passes away. And mm. in Bhutanese culture, when you pass away, your soul comes out of your body. You're in the state of bardo, the intermediate state where you're not living or you're not dead. So the brother, his soul wanders off and yeah. he sees his brother outside his home, who's very sad and he misses his brother. <clears throat> and in Bhutanese belief, you call it bhakta, right? When you yeah. leave something. Mm. So the little brother feels that maybe it's not time for him to go. And he, his soul, he goes back to the forest and he go, goes back into the body. But the body That's, is yeah. kind of all like a zombie version of a body. Oh. Maybe some rotten parts, maybe some scars. Yeah. And he makes it way back to his brother. But the brother, because he misses his little brother so much, he sees not what he's currently seeing right now, but he's seeing his little brother, brother. who he loves. So the whole movie revolves around these two. So it's oh. a comedy movie maybe. Yeah. about brothers uh it's where you don't actually you're not scared of the ghost or the monster mm. you actually feel affectionate towards the monster so i really wanted to put this comedy element for example mm. they're together and the brother he's like i'm bored let's go out and on saturday yeah. nights people mm. so he keeps his brother at the road who's like a monster. So he's just pranking the people. So there's like funny elements, but the whole story revolves yeah. with where the brother is trying to hide his little brother from the community. Because how would the community feel if they saw something like that? Yeah, They would feel like it's very weird, you should do rimdos. So the whole plot revolves around his older brother trying to hide his little brother from the community because he's not, not ready to let go of his only family member that he knows. Oh, okay. But at the end, he realizes that in order for his brother yeah. to have the next life, oh, he has to let, let him, him go. go. Oh, so that's really sad. That's a sh- I really wanted to find someone who could do makeup for mm. the zombie. Oh, so that's okay. what I was waiting for. The story is kind yeah. of fleshed out, I think. So, do you know, you have such amazing ideas, you know, right now. And I think talking about the makeup artists, I think they have some amazing makeup artists who are coming up as well these days. So maybe you should look around. <laughs> and talking about, like, all these amazing ideas, how do you, like get the funding you know the equipments and all these you know things that are required to create something as big as the thing that's uh, yeah, that you're describing yes, right now. that's what i mentioned before right i'm currently honing my craft because i feel that i am not ready to take mm. on such a big task or making a movie yeah so right now as you mentioned before funding is very important in mm. filmmaking and i i'm not acquainted with the people who where I go and approach so that's where I'm trying to learn how where people go and approach for funding so it's all a learning process I feel Mm, okay and you know like talking about learning how do you learn because you haven't really learned uh, filmmaking right yes so like you 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 studied business administration you said so yeah like you know how transition yeah how do you transition you know from business person like to uh, I think in order to become a filmmaker or 
anything creative related you don't really need to take a huge course or you don't really need to learn in depth i think it's all trial and error mm. you you have to start out somewhere mm. because when i start if when i look back 2 years ago when i started out i didn't basically know much but i kept yeah. on it and i've learned quite a few things on the way and i'm happy to say that i'm quite i know quite a bit about these things but i have yet a lot to learn and it's all about the process i guess most people when they do creative stuff they're discouraged mm. because their results are not how they turn out to be so it's very discouraging for creative people and I've, as i experienced when you create something you want these results right okay yeah. i made this it's very good when the people will see it they like it but it doesn't actually happen it doesn't actually flesh out as you planned it mm. so it can can be very discouraging to some yeah. people but i would say you keep at it you enjoy the process Mm. and you don't think about the intermediate re- results you just keep at it you keep on going and mm. when you look back you feel that you have indeed created something which is very yeah significant oh okay that's nice and have you ever experienced those um, you know times where you felt like maybe i'm not meant to do this you know hat your lows <laughs> uh it's yeah everyone has its lows i guess yeah. but you're a very positive person i think you enjoy mm. everything that you do so yeah, i think the lows i hit is when i have these creative blocks actually mm. you know you have an idea and you write it down but you don't know where you'll go next so i think when i think one suggestion i have for when you have not to counter creative blocks is when you create something you have to think about the starting and mm. the ending how it will start and how it will end you keep that in mind and in the middle you can go through how you reach the end oh, so okay. if you yeah. start out at the beginning and you don't know how it will end yeah. so you kind of feel this the stress right how, mm. how will i make this so it's kind yeah. of good if you can figure out the ending before you even start oh, okay yeah i think uh, last time i was listening to um abutan echo's uh, segment yeah. where we had our ex md of pbs talk uh, about how like when he writes a book he usually has his <coughs> ending all figured out yes. before he even starts so yeah i guess maybe that does help yes yeah. that's what happened when i was making tempo wonderland that's oh. what i pitched it to nimahandu i said i wanted someone to start out from the village And yeah. at the end I wanted him to have this tragic death scene. <laughs> oh okay. But yeah, it was amazing though. So yeah, talk about your social media, your presence on social media. I would say I'm not a really big kind of social media person mm. because I don't know, I am very I'm a very private person and I don't really want to show my what I'm doing currently at the moment. Mm. Uh it's very popular for people these days. It's a trend for people to show whatever they're doing yeah. on places like Instagram or Facebook whenever they're eating something, whenever they're going outing, they put these stories up, which is good for people to see, but I feel that it's not a necessity for me and I I don't really like to post. I sometimes post funny stuff because it's, you know, funny. And mm. I, you know, post my music if I have released any, but I don't really promote it. I don't really tell people, please listen to my music, please share. I just share it mm. one time, said it that uh, I have released it. Yeah. Uh it's like J Cole, you know. You know the rapper yeah, J Cole. Yeah, J Cole, yeah. Like he says that he, when he says that he felt that he really wasn't one for promotions. He thought mm. that the music would speak for itself. but it's not yeah. the way it is in the moment so mm. that's what he says so oh, i kind of okay. took that in mind oh that's amazing talking about uh, you know like music that you release you don't really promote but you do have like people who follow you and who support you right 
I don't know besides my <laughs> friends. <laughs> In general, what do you think about Bhutanese audience, uh, you know, and their support for um, the creative industry and the creators in Bhutan. What do you think about that one? Do you think we are um, supportive? Because I think these days we have a lot of places that where we can go and watch movie, yep. a lot of exposure to the outside uh, creations. Outside so, media. Yeah, yes. outside media. So, like, what do you think about that? Do you think we're uh, leaning more towards that one and not uh, and disregarding the creators and the uh, content that we have here? I don't really think people disregard Bhutanese, uh, the meet the content that Bhutanese people put out. And I would say one of the huge attributes that have contributed to it is Ishitendup. Mm. I think he has really boosted how the quality of Bhutanese music videos mm. and how how artists through him can be discovered. Mm. And I feel that Ishitendup has really inspired this wave of new music video makers you can see it on youtube it's evident yeah. that he's inspired a lot of people who mm. are trying to make music videos so if you keep at it i think there will be a lot of a lot of people who will watch Bhutanese content mm. and but i feel that what Bhutanese people are watching are maybe only one dimensional i feel because mm. they're only looking out for a certain type of content maybe yeah. perhaps for example they only listen to love songs right mm. so that's what the main Uh, type of music that Bhutanese people listen to. Mm. It's about love, maybe it's about dance. But there are other types of human emotions you can portray, which I feel there are human afflictions. Yeah. There are other type of, you can talk about lots of topics. And that's where I feel that, that's where I enjoy creating because mm. I like to touch upon these topics. Mm. Uh, I recent, not recently, last year I made a song about mental health. So it was a rap song between two friends. Mm. It's called Higu. So it's a letter between two friends. So the first friend writes a letter to his friend who is kind of depressed and sad that, mm. so I want you to be happy. I don't want you to be like that. Then the other friend just responds uh, why he's sad. So it mm. kind of shines light on other things. And I hope that Bhutanese people, you know, when they're, they're exposed to new things and they listen to stuff like that because it's really important. Okay, that's nice. You, you're, you're on SoundCloud as Ugin Orla, yeah, um, right? I think Norla or something. Norla. Okay, people should go and like check his uh, music out. It's really amazing. And I think you recently released one with Sexy Wanchu. Yeah, it's yeah. we rapped in Kurtep actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really amazing. How did that go? Like, you know, uh, so I them. told him that, okay, they are, because of DNR, Boomtap has become yeah. very famous, right? They have. So I said that we should maybe rap in our own language as well. So he's Kurtep and I said I'm Kurtep as well. So we should try to rhyme in Kurtep. Writing yeah. in Kurtep is very hard because it's not written. Yeah. It's spoken most of the time. So it was a really enjoyable process, I would say, actually, right, trying to write in Kurtep. Oh, it turned okay. out very good. That's nice. And uh, what about your parents? What do they think about what you do right now? I don't think they know exactly. much about exactly what I do. They know that I shoot videos and stuff. Yeah. Maybe my cousins and aunts or uncles may have told my parents that yeah. I do something like rapping and they don't know what rap is. <laughs> oh, okay, so But like, I'm kind of yeah. shy, you know, during family gatherings because I'm very, as I mentioned before, I'm very soft-spoken, very yeah. timid. So I don't really talk much during family gatherings. Yeah. So when they, say, when they say that they saw me rapping... Yeah, it's a completely it's, yeah, different It's a different version. But it's version. like an alter ego, you know, yeah. where you get to express what you don't get to feel, what yeah. you don't get to express, I mean. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, like uh, especially, I think we have grown up together. Uh, you know, yeah. like through middle school and everything. You and didn't see me like that becoming something. Yeah, like exactly. That, yeah. <laughs> it was like such a shock for me to see you putting out your content and like rapping, and it was uh, it was really amazing to see you grow that way. But it was uh, a surprise to me. So you know, uh, would you like call yourself an introvert that way? Would you say that you're? An I wouldn't introvert? really say that I'm an introvert. Ah, uh, you know, I enjoy talking to people. I can yeah. talk yeah. to people, I can indulge, I can In be social, but at the same time, I prefer to be by myself sometimes, mm. you know, I pre- because I, I'm, I really like to think, I mm. really like to learn new stuff. And when I'm alone, it's the only time where I can explore my thoughts. Mm, so okay. it's, very, it's a very calming thing when you're alone. I would yeah. recommend it for people to do that. And, uh, you know, like someone who likes being alone and... Um, someone who also likes to create. Um, how does that go together? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. I think uh, someone I look up to who's kind of similar is the rapper Kendrick Lamar, mm. because he's not very vocal when it uh, when it comes to interviews and stuff, and when he comes to interviews and radio shows, he's actually very calm, and he talks about stuff. But he feels that when he's writing music, it's a completely different person. I feel that he expresses what other people wanted to say and he's a very big influence on the black culture in the united states because he was the one who put in his rap that he was proud to be a black man right Mm. when the most of the black people they were feeling down and stuff he Mm. really lifted up their spirits and i think he has done a lot for the music industry not only for the music industry but for the black people as well Mm -hmm. so i feel that you could help people you know feel that they are proud to be who they are Mm. through their music and um you know you have come a really long way right uh, from making being videos from yeah. your phones <laughs> <laughs> making videos from a from an android <clears throat> phone to like you know um go, uh, going very big right now so um have you ever thought you'd take this path you know the path that you have taken right now when you were like in middle school i for one uh i've always told my friend that i wouldn't want to work a 9 to 5 job yeah. Because I, for a creative person, they don't really like restrictions. Mm. At least that's how I feel. And I have worked a nine to five before when I was in my college. I had to intern. Mm. I worked two jobs, I think. Mm. One at Seven Eleven, which is a convenience store. Yeah, it was really humbling experience, and another at a you know tech company. Mm-hmm. But I felt that I didn't really like the restrictions that these companies put forward. So I really wanted to go set off and do something on my own. Mm. So that's what I always had in mind when I was a little kid. Maybe I'll do something different. Maybe I will create yeah. something. So maybe that was always in the forefront of my mind. Because in high school, I used to draw a lot. Mm. So I thought I would become an artist, you know, draw and stuff. Mm. Maybe I took a different path and I'm... <laughs> in a different field of art uh, art right now. Yeah, that's nice though. Yeah, you used to draw, right? Yeah, I back used then. to draw. Yeah. What happened with that one? I, do you still I hope to take it up again when yeah. I'm older because when you're drawing, you have to keep drawing to hone your craft. Mm. And somewhere along the way, I think I stopped and I don't really know why. But I can, I still have some of the skills which are left yeah. over how to draw a face and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like a muscle memory, right? Yeah, you to remember it. It's, yeah, it's very good. So I really want to pick it up mm. when I'm not really busy these days because when you take up too much uh, forms of creative mm. th- things, right? Like filmmaking, writing, rapping yeah. and stuff, 
it really I, I felt that it would take a toll on me and I would have a creative block so I thought mm. I would take a break I would hone my craft on specific things so that I can be very good at specific things mm. then I can take up drawing later on in my life oh that's nice and you know I think we have um, um, yeah come to the end of it but like where do you see yourself going from here on like do you have like a plan for yourself in the future I don't really have uh, these something like a plan uh, laid out, but I feel that when I'm done with what I'm doing, I feel that I want to leave behind a mark, you know, a footprint. Mm. That that's what Norla did. That's what he was, the kind of person he was. So I really feel that I really want to leave behind a footprint which is my own. Mm. So I'm striving for that. I want to create lots of stuff. I want to create my own formula. When they think of this, they think of Nola, right? Mm. You don't really follow, try to follow the trends where everyone is hopping on, where mm. everything is similar. But I want to create something unique, which when they see it, they will relate it to me. So that's how I feel. I really wanted to leave a footprint, which is my own. The darkness dissolved and is filled with euphoria, with picture-perfect pictures like a blessing from utopia. You always look pretty, you don't need no cosmetic. I love the way you are, I think you're aesthetic. I love the way you laugh, I swear you make me weak. I love your little eyes, they sparkle when you speak. I love your freckles too, they compliment your cheeks. I think that you're perfect, there's nothing I would tweak. You're all that I think of is 24-7, cause every second with you, girl, is like a slice of heaven. And trust me when I tell you that you're one of a kind. Even the sun shines away from your luminous mind. From all the other pictures, it was me you chose to draw. Drawn to each other, I don't care about our flaws. I wanna hold you close, cause you make me feel at peace. In love with your soul, yeah, you're a masterpiece. Butterflies, every time she walks by. Perfect for each other. That's the whole deal. That's what I